0: G'day and welcome to Grad Chat, your opportunity to find out about graduate research here at Queen's. My name is CJ the DJ and I'm your host for this week's Grad Chat. Of course, a show like this could not happen without the support of the School of Graduate Studies and CFRC, so thank you very much to both of them. Now, if your mates miss the shows at any time, you know you can download the podcast the next day on either iTunes, Google Podcast, or Stitcher. So no excuse not to hear what our awesome students and postdoctoral fellows are doing. And also, because we're in the midst of this COVID-19 dilemma, I just want to remind you that the clarity of the recording isn't quite as good as when we can do it in the studio. So apologies there. Uh, it was important, though, for us to keep going with the with our programming, so please bear with us on that, and uh, th- then we will be able to continue. Now, today, though, I would like to introduce you to Jordan Lane, who is doing a doctoral degree in English Language and Literature under the supervision of Dr. Chris Bongi. Welcome back to Grad Chat, Jordan.
1: Hi there, Colette. How are you?
0: I'm doing him very well and I say welcome back because Jordan first came onto the show back in 2017 That's right. and since yes and since then his topic has changed a little bit which we will ask him about that shortly. It's, it's actually really good to, for us to be able to see what uh, students researchers like from Near the beginning, and then looking at how things can change along the way, particularly after I imagine in the humanities when you're doing an awful lot of reading and you think you're going to go in one direction, and then suddenly, bang, you you Mm -hmm. see something else, and you think, you know what, that's more to my liking, so I'm Mm -hmm. going to go for it. Mm -hmm. So it's really good to have Jordan back. And of course, if you remember, Jordan was also. On the, sh- on the show a couple of weeks ago when we did a session on uh, scholars of color in Watson Hall uh, and Jordan is, is very much a part of that group too so it was okay. great to have you on then too so so Jordan you're, you're a 3 Peter.
1: that's right that's right I'm a 3 Peter. but uh, yeah, I'm, I, I repeat a lot of the things that a lot of the good offers from the SGS you know like all those uh, retreats and stuff you know I'm always one of the first ones to try to stag a spot <laughs>
0: And the same thing for, you know, it's very and true like actually that, right? yeah well, you know, it's always
1: good to get you know some additional help motivating you to, to to finish up some stuff so
0: that's true and you know what if I went back to school mm-hmm. the, the the amount of um, resources that are available to students these days from when I was when I was at school Mm -hmm. which was a very long time ago so we won't mention the date it is just fantastic of of the resources available now and I certainly would have if they were available I certainly (laughs) would have put my hand up likewise to to join in those and so actually it's that's how I've got to know Jordan over the years is because Jordan as Jordan said he has been a part of a lot of our various workshops and writing retreats and of course putting his hand up to come on grad chat so Mm -hmm. that's a that's a good part of my job I get to meet some incredible students along the way and get to know them a little bit better other than just the one-off hello how you going so I guess then what we should do though is actually get on to your topic because like I did a bit of a teaser there saying that you have changed it slightly yeah. so your research topic right now is called the afro-caribbean religion sorry afro-caribbean religion and superstition
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, which is a little bit different from what you did before so before we go on to what you did before can you give us just a little bit of a, an overview of what your new research topic is all about
1: Uh, Well, I started this research project with a focus on two Jamaican novelists and the way they write about religion and superstition in their novels project by looking at the work of two Jamaican novelists, Kai Miller and Marlon James, both of which are sort of fantastic Jamaican novelists and address very, you know, very specifically unique aspects of Jamaican culture and religion in their, in their novels, but also use that to help us understand the Caribbean differently than than we might understand it otherwise, you know, helps us understand some of the complexities of the culture that continues to shape the Caribbean diaspora as well.
0: Right. Okay. First of all, Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to put a little something in here because I find it very strange since living in North America, Mm -hmm. because North Americans say caribbean and i'm so used to saying caribbean <laughs> so I, I do apologize that if i say caribbean along the way when you're when you say caribbean but yeah, i not guess a, we all know not the same a, not
1: thing me. i mean the, the way language works is always it's always fun and interesting in the way people say different things different ways
0: well that's good because i get confused now which way i'm meant to say certain words now having lived <laughs> and then in you're North gonna say America, like
1: half of... one way and half the other way and exactly gonna, like, the and then <laughs>
0: So true it and sometimes true. I question now was that the right way was that my usual way or was that the North American way and I yeah. get so confused
1: yeah exactly but They're anyway like signing your name too right your, na- signing exactly. your name somehow always changes you're just like is that still my name <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I sorry I I, I digress there a little bit yeah so, that's okay so your title said Af- Afro-Caribbean religion and superstition mm-hmm. so what exactly do you mean by that
1: I mean like there in the Caribbean, there are a wide range. the Caribbean and all of the transatlantic, so I'm talking not only the, the Caribbean basin and the Caribbean nations there, but the diaspora elsewhere, but also countries like countries like Brazil and countries like Guyana have, they, they're all, they all of them have their, have unique aspects and unique ways of dealing with the spiritual and the religious, right So this is right. true this is true for all of the world, but the Caribbean has a, a unique uh, a very unique experience brought up by some of one of the most horrible experiences of, of history, you know, the uh, the Atlantic slave trade and that sort of carry right. not only not only it didn't just carry, um, you know, a bunch of, of, quote unquote, people property. Um, it's It actually carried true, true people. And in carrying people, you can also carry their culture, you carry their aspects of their identity. And then they in turn share that with the others around them. And going through right. this horrible incident together, we have, or something like four or 500 years of Caribbean culture developing through through the process of that, that movement, but also through the interactions between different peoples from different places, which is one of the major foundations of Caribbean culture that that Creole what what they call Creolization right the unpredictable mixing and and uh, of cultures into into Mm -hmm. something that when we, we we now perceive or we now perceive as as Caribbean or this is Caribbean culture we've seen we we can see its pieces you know and and the way it it forms itself and right yeah it's a really fascinating fascinating aspect of being Caribbean you know and it's and it's always in play.
0: So mm. can I backtrack a little bit because your own background is from mm. the Caribbean, correct?
1: That's right. I'm. I was born in Jamaica and I grew up. Uh, I grew up here and in, mostly in Canada. Um, in, okay. uh, in a Jamaican household.
0: Yeah. And so, even though you were brought up mainly in Canada, did mm. you learn a lot about the Caribbean lifestyle and culture?
1: Uh, yeah, actually, I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't have anything else. You know, I grew up, you know, when I say I grew up, <laughs> I grew up in a pretty Jamaican household. So I, I mean, I, as far as cultural upbringing, once I stepped through the door, it was, you know, I was, I was in Jamaica, Jamaican Canadian, you know, existence. Right. Right. So, you know, once I leave, I go to school and I meet people and all that stuff. But when I, when I go to meet my family, you know, it's, it's a Jamaican family, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> You know, you know what you know.
0: <laughs> and so being brought up then in, like you said, in, in a yeah. Jamaican household, mm. did you yourself learn a lot about the various religions and superstitions as well? Or was that just more from your reading?
1: Actually, yeah. You, well, you hear stories from your parents you hear the stories from your aunts and your uncles and in fact, in fact mm-hmm. there's entire long conversations about our, our cultural heritage of course but also the way we the way we view the world uniquely from from the Caribbean perspective and in particular right, right now that I'm talking about the the Jamaican perspective which is the major one that I, that I look at mm-hmm. and I had a lot of experience listening to and really being touched by these by these stories but also being in you know in wonder by a lot of them and feeling connected by a lot of them that's part of the reason why I decided to to study the things I do
0: so mm-hmm. have you found though from listening to stories from your from your family mm-hmm. have you found the readings being similar or have they got a
1: different it's curious right because well the way novels work in the way you know or the information <laughs> it's hard to describe
0: because I imagine because we all we know, like. For instance, with myself, when I mm. hear stories about my family's background and mm. things and, and where they lived and what they mm. used to do and things, mm. and then you you hear these story, these other stories written by other people yeah. and they're portraying groups of people in certain ways, etc. Mm.
1: Mm. And
0: then I, I kept thinking, well that's not true my, my family wasn't like that oh
1: of course you know? <laughs> like, this, is, this, is the, this is the interesting thing about studying literature right you start to realize that the the way we understand our difference from the the characters of these texts we, you start to be able mm. to see the difference of, of course of course the reason why i understand jamaican novels is only partly because you know i'm jamaican it's uh, it's also because right. i have a keen eye for for language and the way it's used and reused and changed and adapted and you know the way it Represents those things that. Um, well, so can, may I
0: ask you, why did you choose these two particular Jamaican novelists?
1: Because they did something interesting with religion, as in they treated it, treat religion and superstition. They treated it, it with a certain amount of seriousness that doesn't traditionally come to representations of Obia all the time, because the way obeah is treated in in, uh, in jamaica and uh, quote unquote call it a religious magical practice when something like that is is treated in in society it's not very it's not treated with a, a, the same seriousness that we attribute to to other sort of religious complexes religious right. practices right so there's a set of established religious communities religious religious ideas and these are held to be acceptable but they're held to be acceptable for, for, for reasons that people don't generally you know, talk about in, throughout the history. And, and in particular, I'm talking about the way that the Enlightenment changed the way colonizers viewed religion and in doing so that changed the way Jamaicans viewed religion but it's not it's not as simple as these people thought this and these people thought that you know it's it's very all of the people in this in Jamaican society had these differing expectations of what was religious what was what was spiritual what was what was real what was what was false and they had and they were negotiating this as as time went on so and, it's yeah. interesting yeah. it's
0: interesting though because yeah. From someone who isn't Jamaican, Mm -hmm. I wonder if people reading these books from uh, Mm. these two novelists would get the Mm. same understanding or interpretation from their books as, say, you have with your cultural Mm. background.
1: It's curious. It's hard to say that it's hard to say if, uh, you know, if they would, it all depends on this specific, specific person, different people are going Mm -hmm. to see different things in a text, and they're going to focus on different things in a text. And, and the Mm -hmm. reason why I focused on this was because it represents a specific problem in how we view ourselves and how Jamaicans view themselves. Jamaicans have a vast sort of religious culture and it's changing and there's and there and there are these these variations it's one of the well, it is the country with uh, the highest churches per capita but what that signifies oh, is that right? isn't that uh, yeah what that signifies isn't that jamaica is just purely it's a purely a matter of christianity what we what we have is jamaica is this this area where religious understanding and religious and spiritual experience is sort of exploded from outwards from from a moment of of, of deep turmoil you know mm-hmm. and it right. created something distinct in in our culture that helps us negotiate boundaries between between religious and superstitious but also the the boundaries between different different religious denominations different religions different ideas i mean if we think mm-hmm. about the caribbean as a whole there's a there's a, <laughs> a vast amount of religious complexity and religious difference in in the right. islands. and that is right. Can be we can consider that a sort of an interesting. It's more than just an interesting model. It it represents something unique in in the history and in the culture yeah. in the history. Mm-hmm. So can
0: I ask you to give me two definitions? One first mm. of all is what is the difference between religion and superstition, mm. and then the other one is because you you talked about particularly in the last time you came on about the religion of obe- hmm and a lot of people wouldn't know unless they listen to the show sure. wouldn't know what the religion of abaya is of course a lot of people think when they're looking at the Caribbean, they're thinking voodoo and stuff like that. So can you just yeah. give me a couple of um, mm-hmm. explanations? One of the religion and what's the mm-hmm. difference between religion and superstition? Mm-hmm. And then what's the difference between obeya and voodooism?
1: Well, part of my work is to sort of talk about the what are the differences between religion and superstition. The way I do that, my methodology, is by looking at, at, at these texts and what they represent, and then looking in history and sociological texts, and academic texts, but also also the, the, the broad history of, of Jamaican and Caribbean novelists, mostly women to begin with, that addressed issues of spirituality and right. addressed it in a way to speak to a, a vision of Caribbean-ness of, of Jamaican or in in specific of Jamaicanness that that responds complexly to, you know, the difficulties that people face. And that's sort of what uh-huh. Caribbean or, or Obia and uh, and and I think a lot of Afro-Caribbean religion does. It, it helps negotiate a lot of a, a lot of cultural understanding. And that's something that's overlooked because people generally tend to think of it as, if, if it's magic, then it's generally nonsense. So the, 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 they would use the term something like mumbo jumbo, which is a very, yes mm-hmm. itself has, a, it, that word itself has a, its own history. But it goes to show you that once once you denigrate a sort of cultural practice or you say that the cultural practice is not worthy of, of serious attention, then you begin to harm not only the practice, but then you begin to call or or address the people who practice that 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 religious practice as as less than valuable as less than right. yeah so if you know and that's and that's one of the dilemmas of 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 the hierarchies of of religion and that mm-hmm. causes friction when we're talking about things like religious freedom right if we right. If, if we cannot if we cannot even comprehend that people have religious practices that we on the outside, or that people on the outside can't can't see the value in the people. People on the outside will attribute will say that it's primitive or it's atavistic or it's savage and things like and and they'll attribute all of those things to that religion instead of trying to understand. Hey, you know these these are very unique expressions of of, of a spiritual existence.
0: Right, and, and I, I guess then, it yeah. doesn't help too when the movies mm-hmm. portray, particularly obeahism. In mm-hmm. a different in a different light mm-hmm. as in something that is a little you know it's not mainstream mm. and therefore when it's not yeah. mainstream um, yeah particularly Western society doesn't know mm-hmm. how to understand it
1: yeah that's true that's true and I and it's it's my hope that more more discussion of, of obia and religious practices and in uh, religious and spiritual practices in in film in in novels and in in those you know treatments, that they'll mm-hmm. that they'll treat it in a different way. And in treating it a different way, we we'll, we we'll, we will have come to a different understanding and and I think we'll change people's understanding of religious and religious freedom and that's the that you know yes. that's the hope that mm-hmm. in doing so we can challenge some of the even bigger problems, right? Cuz True, know, true.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting even and we talked about this in our last conversation when yeah. The film Pirates of the Caribbean. That's right. I don't know how many people picked it up, mm. but they talked about obeah. They didn't talk mm. about voodooism. They talked mm. about obeah, and mm. I just wondered how many people actually understood mm. what was being said then.
1: Well, the, the thing about movies and 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 novels and, and stuff like that is that they they the what what a fictionalized account of obeah. What that is 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 in fact someone trying to capture it. Um, In their, you know, in their, in their poetic imagination, right? And then they, and then they express it, right? But the expression is most times not a true representation or a a quote unquote true representation of the, of the practice itself, but it gives us clues Mm -hmm. as, as to what, what people think about the practice and what people will accept as, as a representation of that practice. Right. Right. Obia and, and Voodoo have this way with current cinema. They sort of take the idea, the word, and they fill it with aspects that they want to represent. Some of them are from true stories and from and from histories that that they have access to, but right. some of that is is uh, is a fictionalization, right? So yeah, right. Sorry,
0: and I like the way you said, you know, it's what people it's someone's interpretation or poetic license to change things slightly
1: <laughs> mm. to,
0: to well, fit the storyline. I wouldn't,
1: I wouldn't say, well, it, it is, it is a part of, it, it has to, in, in essence, fit the story. And that's, that's where I stand in terms of literary uh, things. Mm-hmm. It has to, it has to fit the story, but in fitting the story, it says something about, you know, what that, it says something about us, right? That's the thing about yes. novels. That's the thing about literature. Mm-hmm. That's the thing about movies and art. And it, when we look at it, we see ourselves sort of refracted and obia we see and especially in the loose representations of obia we see refractions of what we what people expect quote unquote black magic to be or what they expect mm-hmm. it to look like and what it, and what its what its specific characteristics are to them so you get so- that coupled with the information from the text and from history and you and you start to understand that there's a cohesive vision of what people think is you know, black magic or what people think is magic that is, yeah.
0: (laughs) So how has your topic changed from the last time we talked on grad chat? Because your, your previous topic was called Mm. representations of Obia in literature. So how Mm. has that research thesis itself changed now reading those two Jamaican novelists?
1: So my, my research has changed because I'm reading widely these texts with an eye trained towards religion and superstition. And what that reveals is that there's not simple that religions and, and superstitions and spiritualities and and basically spiritual forms of expression, not only do they do they sometimes overlap, but they interact with one another Inside right. these inside these stories, and and also inside inside history, and there has been this emphasis in the academy to keep their eyes keep their eyes towards secular forms of understanding, for various reasons. But I think that 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 aim on on keeping keeping the their eye trained towards secular ways of viewing is that it actually continues the the denigration of uh, of spiritual practices by. Omitting right. them from history and bo- omitting right. them from from our understanding of narrative and, and omitting them from the, uh, the understanding of, of ourselves as readers is, you know
0: because it's interesting in your synopsis you talked about <laughs> the exploration that's presented you know gives an additional perspective on colonial and post-colonial histories of Jamaica yeah. that shape um ideas of race gender and violence through the Caribbean and, right. and, the, and the diaspora so was did that really come out f- loud and clear in the in these books that you read
1: I did it did it, it came out loud and clear because both in the novelists that i talk about they they address religion but they're also they, ha- they also have characters and the characters they're addressing the problems that these characters are addressing are problems with the, the violence of colonialism but also the way that shaped their 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 racial identity as people who are who, uh, right. who are part of this colonial world but it also shaped their their gender identity in that certain religious ideas have very specific very specific ideas about gender especially about christianity right and um, christianity and the the novels attempt to to discuss these problems um, and their their ways of addressing religion and spirituality helps them do that
0: so what hmm. what period did they write these books in
1: actually they're both they're still both living writers they're both contemporary novelists working uh, working today and that's Part of what makes this job so interesting is that. Yeah.
0: But, but the stories themselves, mm. were they in a particular period of time? Because you talk about both colonial and post colonial histories.
1: Well, I'm, I'm reading six novels, and they all address okay. sort of various time frames in, in Jamaican history, right? Right,
0: um, right. Some of them,
1: some of Marlon James talk, talk about post emancipation and, and, and slavery in Jamaica. Right. one in one sort of based in the 18th century the other one's based so more like in the 19, 1950s so it's really really I, I uh, these novels are set from anywhere from the from the 18th century through to the 2000s so you right know.
0: right to present present day yeah that must be fascinating though particularly if there's you know like you said the 18th century to now from one novelist of how their stories changed along the way or mm-hmm. what they'd wanted to wanted wanted to depict i guess in these stories
1: yeah it 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 helps us get another somewhat historical lens on this on this island these two novelists are helping us Mm -hmm. are helping people understand accountably
0: so was there a lot of historical facts in there then i take it not just their own perception of what they thought it was
1: that's, that's the thing about, about novels when, when you uh, the writing of definitely contains very detailed, clean historical information, right? So, right. but the, the question is, what is this a historical novel or is this a novel in truth? Right. Most novels are historical novels, right. Most novels are set in a specific time and setting and uh, and their and their and their events are the cause of a history fictionalized or otherwise. Right. And in this case, the history that is being represented is not fiction. The history is history, you know.
0: Yeah. Right. So. So I guess what I'd like to ask you last is Mm. what do you hope your research will accomplish? because you've clearly got some great novels that you've you've been reading and you want to talk about both 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 colonial and post-colonial histories of the of the of the Caribbean both religion mm. and superstition mm-hmm. so what are you hoping your research will accomplish
1: my, I'm hoping that my research will help people understand that first of all our, our ideas of, of colonialism and post-colonialism are still ongoing and they're not and they're not right, something right. that that can be said to be you know in in the proverbial past in fact none of this none of the history that we discuss is is really is really in safely in the past. It's something that we're constantly addressing in the co- in the present, right? And this is one right, of the right. one of one of the guiding principles I think of both of these novelists is that they know the the disappointment of the post-colonial period and they know that right. that there's still a lot of work to do. Right. And in these novels they're attempting to do that. So my hope is that I can bring out some of that and help people understand that that the people in these stories, the people of Jamaica, the people of the Caribbean, and the people that aren't really populated in the imagination of many, many people, simply because their their islands are small or they seem marginal to world history, is in mm-hmm. fact untrue. They're not marginal. They're actually quite central to the way the world we know now functions.
0: Right, right.
1: And by looking at the works of these novelists and the way that they address ideas like religion and superstition we can understand that the denigration and the and the subjugation spiritual subjugation is in fact not just a made up thing but in truth a huge part of colonialism and slavery and that there is i'm seeing at least uh, a way of viewing spirituality differently through there or through right. that through that history and a way that's that can help us treat religious freedom differently yeah no that makes that that makes sense sense. (laughs) yes no
0: problem there at all because i think it's interesting you just said that you know you've been brought up in a a family a jamaican family and you've learned about jamaican culture even though you've Mm. lived most of your life here in canada Mm. but even you reading these books have opened Mm. up new ideas for you and your interpretation Mm-hmm. of yeah. what um, you know religious freedom and all this and you know superstitions and all this sort of thing yeah. is coming but, about know, hopefully so. it's
1: not just yeah. You know, hopefully it's not just me I mean I think uh, I think I think True. my I think the parents who listen to my uh listen to my podcast and who uh, who've supported <laughs> me the whole way <laughs> I think they uh I think they've been listening to what I've been trying to do Right. And what I've been trying to do is try to get people to res- to stretch their, under- their respect for, for, yes. for religious belief to, yes. you know. Yeah. And
0: I, I think the big thing is, too, we need to respect what's happened in the past
1: mm-hmm.
0: and even in today's what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. So things have happened in the past and you think things would have changed by now and, it, and some of it hasn't.
1: Yeah, it really uh, it really throws into disarray the idea of of progress, I think, and it really worries yes. people. And but to be honest, this the, the novels that, uh, I, that I talk about the the way that they're they're seeing is that uh, this isn't the f- first time this has happened. People people feel like right. like history is repeating itself all the time. We have but we have to find ways of changing that.
0: Exactly, exactly, Jordan. We're going to have to leave it there. Once again, it has been awesome chatting with you, and I'm so glad you came back on because it was a little bit different to what you did the first time, and Mm -hmm. even you you know that, of course, but it's fascinating to hear what you've been reading, and actually I should look up some of those books that you have been reading and have a bit bit of a read myself. Yeah. So I really do appreciate you coming on and giving your point of view of how those stories are, are changing. Not just your own opinion on, on past practices or current practices, but what you can learn from it and hopefully what other people can learn from it.
1: Oh, excellent. I'm glad I can help shed some light on that. I hope uh, everybody listening will, will will do the same.
0: <laughs> I'm sure they will. So maybe we should put some of those books up on the site so people that can ha- go in and have a read. Like a so. Excellent. Well, well, thank you again, Jordan. I really do appreciate, like I said, and I know you're almost finished. Mm-hmm. So I wish you the best of luck on that. Thank you. That's it, everyone. A- another week of Grad Chat sadly comes to an end. Don't forget, you can download the show tomorrow from either iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Stitcher. Just type in a Grad Chat. Until next week. This is CJ the DJ signing off with a big hooray.